Welcome to Saucy Shorts, brought to you by Copycat Creative. This is Expecting by Catherine Case, read by Felicity Holbrook. Lottie checked her watch. When arranging to meet Alice, one always had to factor in a half-hour cushion to allow for her inherent lateness. There was never an apology. Just a vague reference to how busy the underground was, and a breezy, heavily perfumed embrace involving a rather European peck on each cheek. Embrace was a little generous, actually. Alice's hugs were scant. Chilly, even. The definition of a society greeting, all mwah-mwah noises and cheek-clanging. Lottie tended to throw her arms around people, squishing them warmly as if they were her dearest friends whom she hadn't seen in years, even if she didn't know them that well. She wasn't sure what that said about her. She tried to catch the waitress's attention. She felt she could potentially put one more gin and tonic away before Alice arrived. It would be number three, but Lottie felt fine about that. It was a Saturday, after all. Should she order one for Alice? An olive branch of sorts? But wasn't agreeing to have lunch with her, just the two of them, the olive branch? This was Lottie's big gesture. The one she'd spent three months talking herself into. The one she'd arranged and cancelled three times already. Even this morning, as she twisted in front of the bedroom mirror trying to assess her outfit choice, she'd considered bailing. She swung left, pulling her grey, mild-knitted jumper down over her tummy, wishing for the millionth time that she'd stuck with Zumba, or yoga, or running, or any of the vast assortment of fitness fads she'd flirted with in the last five years. She raised her head, extending her neck like a swan, giving her reflection the illusion of possessing just the one chin, as opposed to the double one that she knew was rightfully hers. She sucked in the tummy that usually bulged, stood at a sideways angle that seemingly lengthened her legs. She scooped the dimpled flesh of her thighs backwards, pulling them tight, making them appear taut and slender, as opposed to wobbly and thick. She looked ridiculous. A strained, uncomfortable mess. But she did appear trimmer. She stood like that for a few seconds. Imagine, she thought wistfully. She released herself and her flesh juddered back into place, slopping back to her middle and thighs. Just as nature intended. She pulled on some jeans buttoning them with some effort. As her third G&T was placed reverently in front of her, Lottie became aware of Alice, gliding across the cafe, bumping an enormous designer handbag into the back of several chairs, irritating her fellow diners. She spotted Lottie, raising her hand with a little wiggle of her fingers and beaming at her. Her delicate face was almost entirely obscured by huge, doubtlessly real, Chanel sunglasses, and she was sporting an almost comically large floppy sun hat. Wrapped in an expensive-looking silk kimono-style frock, Lottie thought her absurdly overdressed. 
Was it possible that Alice was as wary of this lunch as Lottie herself was? But as her old friend barged her way towards the table, knocking coats off the backs of chairs and exuding utter obliviousness, Lottie somewhat doubted it. My darling! Alice dumped her bag on a spare chair and dipped to greet her, bestowing the prerequisite brief dry kiss on each of Lottie's cheeks. It is so good to see you. And you? Lottie managed, smiling at her with as much sincerity as she could muster. Alice settled herself, propping her elbows up on the linen-covered table and resting her pretty chin atop her clasped hands. She'd removed her sunglasses, treating Lottie to the full beam of her gorgeous green eyes. They were one of her many defining gifts. The one with the eyes. The fit one. That's what Lottie's male friends asked when trying to place Lottie's friend Alice in conversation. The pretty one. The fit one. The gorgeous one. Is she single yet? She'd never yet met a red-blooded man or lesbian immune to Alice's effortless physical beauty. A perfectly symmetrical face, crowned with large, glittering eyes and long, wonderfully dark, glossy tresses. She ate everything. Pizzas dripping with chilli oil, huge meaty burgers, blocks of chocolate, yet maintained an absurdly narrow waist, slender limbs and cheekbones one could slice vegetables with. When they were teenagers, Lottie learned not to enter a party behind her. Nothing that followed Alice was ever acknowledged. How are you? How's work? Tell me everything. This was a little out of character. But it felt like as good a line of chit-chat to peruse as any. Honestly, where else were they going to start? Uh, good thanks. Work's busy. We have a new signing who I think is just... She's so talented. She's actually the voice in the new Honda ad, which was a real coup from... Honey, that's great! Alice extended her arms across the table and clutched Lottie's hands eagerly. I'm so pleased for you. Thanks, I... You know, that place is so lucky to have you. I was just saying to David the other day, Lottie is literally the most hard-working person I know. The casual dropping of his name made Lottie feel suddenly cold. So this was how it was going to go. Alice was just going to plough ahead, talking about her fiancé as though it were nothing, as though they'd been together for decades, as though he had not, just two short years ago, actually been Lottie's boyfriend. When Lottie didn't reply, Alice cocked her beautiful head to one side and frowned at her. What's wrong? Your face has fallen. Nothing, it's just... I wasn't sure how we were going to to discuss what we needed to discuss and you just kind of jumped right in. Said his name. It surprised me. Alice dropped Lottie's hands and retracted her own, folding them neatly over one another. She inhaled deeply, blowing her fringe out of her eyes as she exhaled. Okay, Lottie, what do you want me to say? Alice shrugged those skinny shoulders insolently. How would you like me to proceed exactly? You want me to pretend like we're not together? Like he doesn't exist? 
I really thought that if we were having lunch, then you were, well, what, over it? Lottie found her incredulous place. Alice, I couldn't possibly be over it. My boyfriend left me for one of my friends, for you. He just, he completely, you both completely, God, maybe this was a bad idea. She went to gather up her bag, overcome with a desperate desire to flee. Lottie, wait, stop, please. Alice caught hold of her arm, held her in an oddly strong grip. Come on, don't. It's taken you two years to see me. I've missed you. Lottie paused, hovering between sitting and standing. Won't you just stay and listen to what I have to say? She didn't know why she sat back down, but Lottie felt her knees sinking back down towards the chair. I'm sorry, it's just... this is difficult for me. I know. Here, Alice at least had the grace to cast her eyes downwards. I know we hurt you. I know that. So does David. It was just this... unstoppable thing. We were... well, we couldn't fight it. Lottie held up a palm. I can't hear about how it happened, Alice. It happened, I remember. I came home and read the bloody note. But I can't talk about it. Can we just leave it there? Yes, no, of course. Let's just... let's start somewhere else. Let's. Alice nodded enthusiastically. Tell me about you. Are you seeing anyone? Lottie composed herself. No one special, one or two irons in the fire. Actually... She paused, wondering if she wanted to share, but ultimately, deciding that she did. There is this one guy. At that moment, the waitress materialised and raised her eyebrows inquiringly. So, did you guys get a chance to look at the menu yet? Alice smiled at her winningly and flicked open her menu. Yes, sorry, I was the late one. I haven't even looked, but I can make a snap decision, don't worry. Um. What are you having, Lot? I'm going to have... Lottie consulted her own menu a little listlessly. I'll have the Cajun chicken panini, please. Thanks. Oh, yummy. Yes, me too. But... She looked pointedly at the waitress. There isn't any soft cheese in there, is there? No mozzarella or anything. It's just... She patted her flat stomach. I'm pregnant, so... The waitress warmly congratulated her and promised to check before disappearing. Simultaneously, the bottom dropped out of Lottie's world. Alice fixed her with a steady, unwavering gaze, daring her to say something. You're... Yep, you may as well know. You're not even married yet. Well, aren't we the old-fashioned type? Alice replied archly. Look, it's better to hear it from me than on Instagram, isn't it? I spoke to David and he's happy for me to tell you. I'm only twelve weeks, so it's not been real for long. But it's happening and... She smiled dreamily. I'm so happy, Lot. Really, I just feel so... complete. She placed two hands ceremonially on her stomach. Lottie put a hand to her forehead. 
hoping it might make the room stop spinning. This was not happening. This could not be happening. That horrible evening three years ago dislodged itself from her memory and spooled itself out in front of her. David's stricken face when she told him. His solemn phone call with the clinic. The terrible whiteness of the waiting room. The colossal feeling of emptiness that, three years on, still had yet to dissipate. And he's... happy? Of course he's happy. Alice's serene face puckered with irritation. What are you trying to say, Lottie? No, I just... I had no idea he wanted children. Well, maybe you don't know him as well as you thought you did. Alice retorted huffily. I'm nipping to the loo. Lottie watched her sashay off in the direction of the ladies. Run. Now. Her instincts were all screaming in unison. She didn't know what to do with this information, but she could not simply fling it onto the pile of emotional rubble that had stacked itself around her for the last two years and watch it rot. Alice and David could not have any more of her tears. She could not suffer one more humiliation at their hands. And yet she felt immobilised. The news had paralysed her. She seemed to have forgotten how her legs worked. Her stomach gave a loud, low grumble, which she knew was down to lack of food. But it felt for all the world like a rumbling reminder of the baby that was half hers and half David's, that the world would never meet. Alice returned before Lottie could organise herself enough to escape. Closely followed by a waitress, a different woman to the one who'd taken their order, bearing their food. Right, one without mozzarella for the mama-to-be, she plonked a cheeseless plate of panini down in front of Lottie, and one regular occasion for you. She deposited the other plate in front of Alice. No, I'm not. She's the pregnant one. Lottie corrected her, her cheeks blazing. Oh, really? The waitress glanced at Lottie's paunch, then at Alice's flat stomach. The moment was excruciating. Lottie had never been quite sure whether or not one could actually die of shame, but now she felt like it might just be possible. Really, Lottie swapped the plates. Wow, you're not showing at all! The waitress gushed to Alice, who smiled politely back at her. No, not yet. Just lucky, I suppose. Lottie finally found her legs. Wordlessly, she gathered up her bag and rose, pushing her chair out behind her. Oh, come on, Lottie, don't be that way. It's hardly her fault. In fairness to her, I'm not really showing. No, Lottie said simply. No. And with that, she marched out of the building, leaving her friend to her cheeseless panini. You're kidding me. I assure you I'm not. You've never seen it? Never. You've never seen Jaws? I swear to you, Lottie placed a palm seriously over her heart, that I have never once watched that film. Sam rolled his eyes and feigned falling off his chair. Wounded, clutching his breast. She laughed at him. 
Charlotte Fitzroy, you have not lived. Right, that's it. Get your coat, finish your drink. We're going home immediately to make love and download Jaws. Not necessarily in that order. Come on, drink up. He flung her coat at her so it landed draped over her head like a veil as she giggled helplessly and tried to finish her drink as instructed. I'm being kidnapped! She cried out loudly enough to turn a few other heads in the pub. Kidnapped to go and watch mediocre 70s films! It's for your own good, Sam declared. Right, you've got five minutes while I pee. He jogged off to the gents. Still giggling, she found the arms of her coat and shrugged it on. As she was seeing off the dregs of her pint, she glanced out of the window to see if it was still raining. Perhaps she'd need to fish out her umbrella again. The rain had let up, but it was a couple loitering outside the pub that caught her eye. The woman was throwing her head back and laughing at something witty her companion had said. It couldn't be. Could it? Lottie shifted in her seat to get a better view of them. No doubt about it. Alice. Beautiful, radiant Alice. She'd lost any baby weight that she might have gained. Not that Lottie would know if she had gained much, of course. She quickly did the maths. A baby would have to be six? No, seven months old now. She had to admit, Alice looked her normal, wonderful self. All glossy dark locks and smooth, blemishless skin. The man who was making her laugh, however, was decidedly not David. From the same mould, perhaps. Tall, dark, good jaw, easy smile. But certainly not him. Lottie gaped. The margin for speculation narrowed and vanished when the David lookalike leant in and kissed Alice deeply on the mouth. Alice responded in kind, clutching the back of the man's head, tangling her fingers in his hair and sinking gratefully into the clinch. Lottie became aware that she was staring. She quickly turned back in her seat, feeling like she'd seen a ghost. No, feeling like she'd seen the ghost. Sam returned and dipped down to kiss her on the forehead. Come on then, Lotbot. The finest animatronic shark known to cinema awaits. She beamed up at him. Sounds terrible. Lead the way. By the time she and Sam had made their way to the door, Alice and her lover had moved on. Lottie thought she saw them ambling off into the distance hand in hand, but it could have been another couple. It didn't really matter, she concluded, surprising herself. Alice did not matter anymore. It felt incredible to even think it. That was Expecting by Catherine Case, read by Felicity Holbrook. This short story was brought to you by Copycat Creative. If you enjoyed this week's saucy short, please let us know with a review and subscribe through your podcast platform. Saucy Shorts, just a little bit of what you fancy.